Sunday, June the 26th. Welcome to this Burlington Audio Podcast. We hope you will be encouraged and inspired in your faith as you listen to this message. We'd love to hear what you think. Please be in touch with us through the website. More information and many more podcasts are all at burlingtonbaptist.org.uk. Thanks for listening. It's great to be with you. Um, I've just been blown away by the number of young people that have walked out. Wow, how many young people have you got? That's phenomenal. Um, and I know you will, but love them and nurture them, please. That was such an encouragement this morning to see. Young people, you can go, whoosh. Oh, that's amazing. So encouraged by that. Thank you for having me today. It's great to come and share with you in this way. We've already shared with that interview a little bit about some of the work that CYM's currently engaged in. Um, but I'll just share a little bit more about that as we go through. We're working to this vision and mission now that you can see on the screen, that we're investing in generations and inspired by Jesus. That's that's who CYM is and wants to be. We're inspired by the character of Jesus. We're inspired by the man that he was. We're inspired by his teachings. And we think it's really important to invest in everyone that's around these young people that we're working with. Yes, our focus is children and young people, without a doubt. But we see the circle of people around those children and young people as being so, so important. And we're talking a little bit at the moment in our charity about um, this concept of bringing wholeness. Now, now we see wholeness as, as a multidimensional thing. We know so much about physical health. We hear more and more and we're becoming more aware of uh, mental well-being and mental health. But we also really want to nurture the spiritual health of children and young people. We see that as being a really important part of what we're trying to offer. So our school chaplain, sorry if that's a little bit small, but if you can see a red circle with a white star, that's pretty much the locations of where our chaplains are working across our town at the moment. Okay, 11 different locations, working from primary school through secondary school, college, and pupil referral units as well. So a really fantastic broad spread of opportunities in our town. And the single most common question I'm asked is, what does a chaplain do? And I usually laugh and I say it's different in every single place. But essentially, we say to the school, we are here to provide you with spiritual and pastoral support. And that's for your school community. That looks different in different places. And and of course, what we can offer and the number of chaplaincies that we can offer comes down to finance, as it always does, doesn't it? But the concept in the school is what can we do? Okay, we can offer things like mentoring, small group work, one-to-one support for young people, conversations and support, that listening ear. School assemblies, going into lessons, supporting the curriculum where it's appropriate to have a Christian voice into that. Uh, those are some of the things that are going on in schools. And, and let me tell you, it's hard, tiring work for those guys. But we wholeheartedly believe it's where God wants us to be at this moment with our offer for schools work. So it's a really exciting thing to be part of as well. And it's a massive privilege. It's a massive privilege to be in those spaces. As I said earlier about getting called into a school at short notice, uh, when there's been a tragedy within that community. That's a massive, massive privilege. And as I said, we're also moving in the, in the midst of moving to this beautiful space. I know that you as a church community know it well, uh, but Vauxhall Christian Trust, uh, fantastic space that we are now working from. And um, if you know the space, you'll know the swimming pool there. There's a, there's a games room opposite the swimming pool. Um, again, Vauxhall have been so generous. We are going to be allowed to use that games room space to create a new office. Uh, and that's where the CYM team will be based from going forwards. 
you'll know the challenges of builders and money at the moment. So um, it's taking a little bit longer than, than this frustrated being would like. Um, but we will get there, and that will be where we work from. Uh, you may have been aware of, of the wonderful Project African Adventure that we ran for the best part of 15 years. Uh, and of course, Dave, who worshipped you, with you for a long time, was a huge part of that. I imagine, Simon, you were probably chair of trustees at the time and heavily involved in that as well. A wonderful project that enabled us to, to meet with children, young people, teachers, and to really share Jesus with them. Um, beautiful to be able to run that from Sizewell Hall. But it had to come to a close, as projects often do. Uh, COVID played its part. Um, but there were many other reasons as well as to, to why we brought that to an end. And although that felt difficult and sad, God opened this door and this door for Vauxhall. Um, and so now we're forming that relationship and allowing us to work from that space. All just outside of Ipswich in a safe space where uh, we, we pray and we hope that children, young people and those around them will see a little bit of Jesus as they come to that site. So in terms terms of Psalm 91, I don't know if you want to have that open as we look at it. There's a few verses that I may refer to specifically. You may just want to read through and and sort of meditate on those words. It's a beautiful psalm in in some ways there. Some great some great moments within that. But I I can see a sort of link to to what we're trying to provide uh, as a charity in this season. I'm also going to be really honest with you this morning. This has been an incredibly challenging psalm for me personally as well. but I'm trusting that God's doing something through that. So I hope that there'll be some encouragement in this for you today. If you look at verse 2, for those of us who profess a Christian faith, we have these words. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God and I trust him. You'll keep hearing me say this this morning. We long for the children and the young people we work with to know that love and that protection that God offers a God who will rescue us from every trap and protect us from deadly disease. I found that an interesting thought to read with all we've gone through in the last couple of years. I'm sure there's lots of you here who've been impacted personally by COVID. But we're talking about a God who shelters us with his wings. Simon encouraged us to run towards Jesus. When I was looking at this psalm in my study Bible, the theme at the top of the psalm said God's protection in the midst of danger. God doesn't recognize a world free from danger, but he does promise us his help whenever we face it. And in some further notes that I read about the psalm, it suggested and said to us that God is a shelter, a refuge when we are afraid. This writer went on to say that the writer's faith in God as protector would carry him through all the dangers and fears of life. This should be a picture of our trust, trading all of our fears for faith in him, no matter how intense our fears. And they suggested that to do this, we must live and rest with him. By entrusting ourselves to his protection and pledging our daily devotion to him, we will be kept safe. So as I sat in that school a few weeks ago, it was one of those phone calls where it said, can anybody help? And I went, well, that's me. Um, But yes, I will. I was faced with students and staff who had just found out the most horrifying news that someone had completed suicide over a weekend, a student, someone who they didn't really 
I suppose they wouldn't have said that student was on their radar, might have been their language. What did I do in that moment? I'll be honest, I just prayed my socks off. But I sat and I rested with God. And I asked God to do what I believe only he could do. So that doesn't take away the horrific nature, does it? It doesn't take away what's happened the day before. It doesn't take away what the staff and the students have been confronted with on that morning. But we did manage to create a space that was safe. We did manage to create a space where people could pause and stop and reflect. And my prayer and my hope has to be that the people that we spend time with through our work see something different in us. My prayer has to be that they will see Jesus Jesus in us and that God will continue to provide more and more opportunities for us to share our faith and proactively share his love with them. I also went to my trusty lion handbook to the Bible. I wonder if a few of you have got those on the, on the bookshelf. And in Psalm 91, it says, it's heading for that is trust God and rest secure. And I thought that's a pretty good motto. Now, if we were in the 90s, we'd have put that on a magnet, we'd have put it on a wristband, and we'd have, we'd have put it somewhere up in the house. But I think that's a great, great motto. Trust God and rest secure. In verses 1 to 13 of this psalm, the voice of encouragement speaks to those of faith. And then in verses 14 to 16, God speaks. Whoever loves me, I will save. I will protect those who know me. Under God's protection, nothing can touch him. God does not say that life is going to be all rosy, but he does say that he's with us and he'll protect us. And you might recognize verses 11 and 12 as well. The devil quotes these verses when he's tempting Jesus in the desert. You can find those in Luke chapter 4. But Jesus clearly says, do not test the Lord your God. He has no need to test the truth of God's word. Trust God and rest secure. And there's also recently been a really uh, great edition, a rewrite of the Good News Bible. It's called the Youth Edition. Um, I, I hope you, some of you may have seen that. Um, but it's got some really good introductions and, and headers, and it's got some links to some great videos and things like that. It's a really good option for young people. And in its introduction to Psalms, it says, Psalms show us that we can bring all of our emotions and situations to God. We can talk to God however we are feeling, angry, upset, confused, fearful, happy or excited. And even if we're feeling one of those emotions because of him. The Psalms show us that whether we feel near to God or far from him, He hears us and wants us to talk to him. Trust God and rest secure. And then as I kept going and going for context, I came across some videos from a guy called Tim Keller. You may have heard of him. He's um, he's a church pastor, a teacher, an author. And at the very start of the pandemic, he started recording some short videos in a series. And he called the series Trusting God in Difficult Times. He looked at Psalm 91 in one of them, and I won't quote it all, because you might like to go and have a look at it for yourselves. You can find it on YouTube. But within it, he refers to how God's promises, how God shows us that his protection for us uh, exists in many areas of scripture. He refers to Genesis chapter 50, verse 20, where Joseph is about to die. And Joseph, having led a long life that saw him face abuse, slavery, and false accusations, Joseph says, as for you, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. He meant it for good in order to bring about this present um, outcome, that many people would be kept alive. 
I can't imagine that Joseph would have felt it in that moment when he was experiencing it. But with hindsight, all that he was going through earlier in life was for good. God was keeping him safe through his trials. Keller also refers to Romans 8, 28, where we read that together God works for his good. And that all things will have moved in a direction for God's glory and good. And in Luke 21, Jesus tells his disciples that they will be persecuted, that they will be put to death. God will keep us safe if he is our number one. And that's something that Tim Keller presses on there. If you live for anything more than you live for God, perhaps you're not as safe as you think you are. But if we can love God more than we love anything else, he promises that he will protect us. Again, I reiterate, Psalm 91 doesn't say that God will protect us from all trouble happening, but he will protect us in and through the trouble. He will use the trouble, just as Joseph reflected on his life, to bring about good. Now, I wonder how you have really coped in these last two plus years. How have you really coped? Have you done that classic church Christian thing that we do this morning when someone asks you if you're okay and you just go, yeah, I'm fine. Simon even asked me this morning, how are you really doing, Simon? I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm great. I'm not great, great. But I did that classic thing that we do. How have you really coped in the last couple of years? Because I, I wonder whether we face some really tough moments. Personally, maybe as a church community, maybe in a wider community. And I can be really honest and say, pretty much a year ago to this weekend, I suffered one of those most testing and difficult moments in life that I think I can say was the most testing to date. And I don't wish to sound dramatic, but it genuinely felt like my world had completely fallen through. Did I trust God enough in those moments? No. Did I scream and shout at him, often on the beach at Felix, though late at night? Yes, well and truly. But did I trust him completely with the situation I was facing? I have to be honest and say no. I didn't. He wasn't my first reference point in those moments. But now he's teaching me, particularly through this psalm, just how possible that could have been. Would knowing these things, would having have meditated on Psalm 91, reading the context, would it have changed what happened? No. It wouldn't have stopped the particular thing that happened to me happening. But I may have faced this trial and this trouble differently. No, mate, I would have. God doesn't say that I'm not going to face any troubles because I choose to follow him. But I can hand on heart say now that a deeper trust in him would have helped me to understand and to realize what I was going through and to cope in a better way. Trust God. And rest secure. I came across this photo. I hope you can see it clearly. And it made me smile. That reminded me at the time of my beautiful wife. Now, the last time I said that in a church, she was with me and she just gave me one of those looks. And I made it even worse by saying, it's nothing to do with the beak. (laughs) I was just like, oh, Simon, shut up. This reminds me of my beautiful wife because it's a wonderful image of that mother bird with their chicks. The mother with her wing 
wings over those chicks, covered by the feathers and under the wings. What does the mother bird do when it's too hot or when it's rainy or windy or even when the predator is near? She covers the chicks with her wings. I don't know about any other dads here. I get frustrated when the children have one of those moments and they run straight to mum, even if they have to run through me or round me. (laughs) Mum has that beautiful moment. But I also see a God who does that to us. I see a God who wants to surround us, who wants to cover us with his wings and his feathers in those difficult moments. I see a God who wants to protect me and protect you and shelter us. And I do believe that that can link to what we're trying to do with CYM, to provide those safe spaces for people. We're not doing, we know God is doing that, but through us, God is allowing us to provide those spaces for them to come. And a desire, of course, is for them to know Jesus. And we pray that through what we do, they will see more and more of Jesus. I grew up uh, and worshipped for many years within the Salvation Army. And one of the things that I think I felt I was most fortunate to benefit from was the musical heritage that existed within the denomination. Uh, And particularly those people who give so much of their time and energy to writing songs and writing music. Um, In the Salvation Army, choirs sing a song that is directly based on Psalm 91. And whilst it's a pretty reflective piece of music, there's this very... um, a very serious and intentional crescendo. And you have this raising of voices and it comes to this declaration that comes straight from the words. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. I'm going to ask you in a moment this morning, if you feel you can say those words to join me as I repeat that and to to declare that this morning. Um, Can you see my dream of thousands of young people across our town and beyond saying something like this? Can you imagine what that would be like? Can you imagine hundreds or thousands of young people stood at the waterfront from the university saying these types of words? What transformation we would see in our world. Can you see your amazing group of young people who've walked out this morning walk back in and say this declaration? What an encouragement that would be for us. So if you can say it, would you join me as I repeat it this morning? These words, let's declare them together. I will say of the Lord... He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. And if you're not in that place today, I urge you to consider it. I urge you to talk to somebody within this community who you trust, who knows that love and protection that God offers. And maybe in the coming days, you might consider some of these questions. Okay, I like to ask questions. So maybe there's some things you might take away and consider in the coming days. How do you manage to rest securely in God? If you do. And what does that look like for you? Where have you or can you see God's protection in your life? How has he covered you with his wings? In the message translation... One of the verses says, I trust you and I'm safe. I wonder if that's your experience. And how do you rely on God in the tough and the difficult moments? Is he your first and immediate reference point? In terms of the work of CYM, there's so many ways that you can get involved. We talked about that this morning already. Um, We're always, always grateful for prayer. Okay, We we always want that to be our, our bedrock and where we start. 
It's the foundation of our work. And I encourage you to consider praying with us on a regular basis. There's some things on a table over here that you can grab afterwards if you'd like to. We have a prayer diary that goes out on email or in the post. You can pray with us every day if you want to. But also just knowing that people are praying for us regularly is so encouraging. You can volunteer. And we talked about that earlier. There's so many ways, particularly with what we're able to do now from Vauxhall Farm and from the work there. So many ways that people could get involved. And it doesn't have to be the traditional, I need to be available for five days and run around and look after these children. That's just not what it is now. So many opportunities to come out to the farm and be part of what we're doing. Or maybe you know people who are looking for volunteering opportunities. Please connect us with each other. And of course, I'm scouting. I don't see a trustee in the room, but you'd expect me to say you can give. You can give to the work. You as a church support us so faithfully and so many individuals here do already, so thank you. First and foremost, thank you for supporting us. Um, But you can give, and if you'd like to talk about that, I'll happily, happily take your money from you. I even brought the card machine in these cashless days. But I will happily talk to you at an appropriate time about that. I honestly believe at the moment that CYM has a wonderful opportunity to serve children, young people, and those around them um, across our county. Not just Ipswich, but further and further. And through that service, through the fun activities that we can offer, through the provision of the safe spaces, we have the privilege of sharing Jesus with them and praying that God will impact their lives through us. So as I finish, I simply say thank you again. Thank you for allowing me to share. Thank you for allowing me to take your platform. Um, Thank you for welcoming me so well. We would appreciate your prayers for the work as we continue to serve children and young people in what are really challenging days, but also extremely exciting days. Thank you. God bless you.